<laughs> everything everywhere all at once is is a very LGBT movie. Uh, it, it has the, the, the main... It has a lesbian. An honest to God lesbian. It also has gender-bending characters. That's true. In different universes, you can be you can be different genders. That implies an infinite amount of genders. Never thought about that, Ben. Oh, that's that's horrifying. And there was so much lesbianness. They shoved it in our faces, just lesbians everywhere, and the lesbian love, and the lesbian kiss. Ah. Awards. Nobody watched it, but we watched it, so you didn't have to. As always, the Oscars is way too long. It was uh, apparently quite boring. Uh, it did have some moments. So first of all, the overall Oscar. I love how all year everyone talks about how much they hate the Oscars. Doesn't matter if they're libs. Doesn't matter if they're lefties. Doesn't matter if they're righties. Everyone's like, I fucking hate the Oscars. I hate the liberals. I hate the Academy Awards. I hate all that kind of stuff. And then the Oscars come by, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm very mad. I'm very happy. Oh, I'm so happy person won. I'm so angry person didn't win. I, I was I was like, I thought everyone checked out. I, I didn't even know who had won any of the Oscars until my dad called me to be like, hey, son, uh, apparently that uh, everything everywhere all at once, uh, one best picture, you must be happy. I was like, what? Uh, what? Uh, cool. Uh, um, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. Glad they got the shiny thing. <laughs> but anyways. For analysis, diversity always wins. So you can bet these things. I mean, seriously, if you're going to bet the Oscars, always bet on the diversity film in order okay so uh everyone's been saying this the oscars super diverse super woke if you're woke if you're black if you're indigenous you win by default you don't have like it's just like it's wild you know that uh michelle yo is the second woman of color the second ever ever in the history of the academy awards to win best actress the other is halle berry that's it the two the other 93 are white women. So 93 white women and two women of color have won that award. Now, the results may vary for a lot of the other competitions, okay? And yes, the Academy has been around for a long time when the world was a very, very different place. But still, to, to be like, well, the Oscars have gone completely woke it's it's nothing but diversity i see there's been a lot of changes to the oscars over the years and a lot of them are usually corporate decisions in one way or another to try and calibrate as in there is a lot of uh criticism that is levied fairly against the oscars that hey in terms of representation it does seem like a lot of the films nominees and, and awards go out to white people it, it seems like it's a very white award ceremony and also older white people because the academy has a lot of patterns if you want to predict oscars for money a very safe bet outside of looking at what vegas gambling odds are going to be uh, and please don't ever gamble on the oscars this is a fool's errand uh, don't gamble in general you will just lose money but if you were here's here's some tips and tricks uh if you are under 40 years old it's more likely that someone who is established who is over 40 years old uh if they are an actor is probably going to win the academy award over you uh unless it was just like one of the most uh, undeniable performances of all time but even then you can be robbed of it so that's around the sweet spot when most actors usually start to win their academy award and if there's an old legend that hasn't gotten for like a really long time for whatever reason uh they're most likely going to grant it to that old legend uh disproportionately towards obviously 
white people. That's that's the Oscars. That's like if you were just looking at the statistics, this is how this usually plays out. The Academy is really big on uh, self-flagellation. Uh, it's really big on circle jerking. Uh, it's really big on honoring the very idea of movies. It's also very big on acting as if it wasn't at any time uh, ever like bad or racist or, or prejudiced or if there wasn't ever, you know, events that happened in the history of the Academy Awards that are obviously controversial. Uh, it likes to kind of continue to self-flagellate. It's, 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 a, it's a very uh, powerful exercise in self-suckery uh, is what the Academy Awards are. Um, and so that's pretty much why I, even though I'm like someone who is kind of a cinephile, really into film, love movies, love esoteric movies, love foreign films, love watching movies from around the world, all that kind of stuff, uh, I, I, I checked out of the Oscars quite a long time ago. I know what they're doing. Sorry, they're doing. I, I know what they're doing when they're like, we're going to put uh, superhero movies in, in, in a bunch of like categories now. Of course, because that's what's going to get a million more people to watch you. There's, there's going to be a whole bunch more people like, what? My Marvel thing can win a thing? Well, then, yes, I, I'm, I'm excited now. To win this year, the diversity film was indeed everything, everywhere, all at once, all the time, forever. And that, that film was likely going to win. Now, normally what happens with the Oscars is that there is a film that sort of emerges as the early front runner, and then there's a... Kei Kwan was the first Asian man to win an Oscar. Yeah, yeah that would, should also be mentioned. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, that was... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Beautiful. Okay, I watched it after the fact. I watched it the next day. I watched his acceptance speech. Yes, my heart melted. I think he's an absolute treasure. He's such a darling human being. He's such a wholesome person. Uh, and he was... Uh, incredible. I, I like. I I thought he was an absolutely. He gave an absolutely incredible performance in that movie. I was saying when I first saw Everything Everywhere All at Once that so much of what he does in that film is without any special effects. He can do something as simple as that old little trick where it's like. You know that, and he's becoming two completely different people. At one point, he seems like he's a completely different character, and the next point, he seems like he's this incredibly sensitive, docile, emotionally empathetic human being. And in the next section, you know, he's like a, a action star of the highest caliber, uh, and uh, you, you would never feel scared uh, if he was protecting you. Like it, it just and it goes like this, and, and it's like it's just flawless. Like he, yeah, it was an absolutely incredible performance. Backlash against the film, and then some other film wins. I, you'll, you'll remember that happened the year that it was like three billboards at Ebbing was was in the lead, and then all of a sudden it just sort of fell away because everybody's like, ah, oh, it's a lot of white people in that movie. We can't do that. That, that thing sort of happens a lot. Well, the, the Oscar winner last night, the big Oscar winner that took everything home was everything, everywhere, all at once, forever, for, for the rest of time. That movie ended up winning Best Actress for Michelle Yao. <laughs> He's so bitter. I love it. Because, <laughs> again, I'll be honest. The stakes mean nothing to me. I I love that that movie exists, and that's enough for me. That's and that I uh, can share it with other people, and other people can feel emotion from it, or 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 get something from it. That's all I need. I I don't need it to win any awards. If it wins awards and it makes the people who made it happy, that's cute. That's awesome. That's very very great. But uh, you know, if it didn't win awards, I also wouldn't be like, what if I need to talk about this? Let's get the cameras and lights on here. Here we go. That's disgusting. It ends up 
Also, by the way, the movie I know for a fact, without having pre-watched this, that Ben Shapiro wants to win is the same thing that he wants to win every single year, which is the World War II movie. Whatever World War movie, doesn't matter if it's World War One, World War II, that's what conservatives across the board, Matt Walsh is all, that's what they want to win. That or maybe like an action film like Top Gun, because at least that is a little more pro, uh, you know, American military industrial complex, but it's usually the World War II movie. And don't get me wrong, All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, as weird as it's going to be to say, I too agree with Ben Shapiro, probably for different reasons, but I too agree that that film was absolutely incredible. It, it was a, a very powerful emotional journey to sit through. Uh, it was an incredible film. Uh, there's, I can't take anything away uh, from that as, as, as being just a, a masterclass of, of cinema. But I would not get mad <laughs> again if it had won. I would be like, okay. I guess that's the, the, the one that gets the, the gold crown now, you know? Winning Best Picture. Um, it ended up winning also, I believe, did it win Best Director? I think it won Best Director as well. Uh, it won Best Director. Uh, it, it basically swept. Cool. Now, the reason that it swept is because it, it fulfills two intersectional checkboxes. Okay. It fulfills the Asian intersectional checkbox, and we already had Parasite mm. that won a couple of years ago, so we've done that. But it's, it's very game. Seems indicative of a very long-standing pattern that could be if we looked at the numbers in terms of the amount of awards that have been presented to Asian Americans or Asian people in general, uh, that probably would bear out in, in the data, right, Ben? Because you, you, you picked another example, sure. Can you pick a third and a fourth after that and then maybe a fifth? Movie. Okay. Everything, ever all at once is, is a very LGBT movie. Uh, it, it has the, the, the main. It has a lesbian, an honest to god lesbian. It also has gender bending characters. That's true. In different universes, you can be you can be different genders. It, that implies an infinite amount of genders. Never thought about that, Ben. Oh, that's that's horrifying. And there was so much lesbianness. They shoved it in our faces. Just lesbians everywhere, and the lesbian love, and the lesbian kiss. Ah storyline is essentially an Asian immigrant mom who is working really hard and ignoring her family, but she has to learn that, that her lesbian daughter's girlfriend should be introduced to grandpa who has to be taught to accept the, the, the new ways of the world. There are alter- the whole movie is about alternative universes and parallel universes. And it- <laughs> it's like you, you're listing like one, one part of the story. There, there are multiple parts of the story, almost a large amount of different arcs you could say that take place. And there's a purpose behind that as well. One of them, Michelle Yao herself, is a lesbian. Oddly, her daughter is a lesbian in all the universes, apparently. But Michelle Yao is a lesbian in some universes with Jamie Lee Curtis in like Hot Dog Fingers universe. <laughs> I can just imagine Ben Shapiro. I hope he saw it in theaters. I hope someone else got to look over and be like, that fucking Ben Shapiro? And he's just like... (sighs) None of this makes any sense unless you've seen the movie because the movie itself does not make a whole hell of a lot of sense. I was kind of lukewarm when I first watched it. The more I reflect on it, the less I like it. Uh, There was a a Hollywood and quiet ballot that got revealed before this. And I said, I had to watch, I had to sit there like four times to get through it. I think that's right. The movie itself is 139 minutes. It's a really, really long movie. Hell yeah. I mean, 139 minutes is a, is a two hour, 20 minute film. This movie should have been done about 140. In any case, it's not like a horrible movie. It's just kind of nonsensical in a lot of ways. And then finishes with sort of the mushy, can't we all get along story. In any case. 
It's not confirmed that his daughter is lesbian in all. She's not. It's confirmed that she's not a lesbian in all universes. Everyone is a, a series of uh, different things in different universes for different reasons. Like, uh, like uh, he just mentioned, Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle uh, are uh, lovers in, in a dangerous time, in a difficult time, in a hot dog time, uh, where human beings have evolved to have hot dog fingers instead of hands, uh, and and it's beautiful. You know, human beings learn how to play piano with our feet, and they get very good at it. Uh, that was sort of the only big political moment of the night. There were a couple other political moments of the night. That was the big one. Uh, was the Oscar-winning director, Daniel Scheinart, saying that I used to dress in drag as a kid and no one's threatened by drag. No one, because I used to dress in drag as a kid. Um, yeah, spread your morality, Hollywood, do it. Uh, I, this, we want to dedicate this to the mommies, all the mommies of the world, to our moms. Uh, specifically, my mom and dad, Ken and Becky, thank you for not squashing my creativity when I was making really disturbing horror films or really perverted comedy films or dressing in drag as a kid, which is a threat to nobody. Uh... Um, so, yeah, that's, um, I mean... So here's the reality of uh, Earth uh, in this universe, specifically. Um, as queer folk feel safer to talk about their queerness... Uh, you will probably learn things about queerness that you didn't know before. They're probably going to say things out loud because they probably wouldn't have done it in earlier times. As early as 2012, some people are so shocked to find out that characters in a video game like The Last of Us uh, weren't as blatantly queer as they were in, say, the DLC or the following game. And that's, yes, a lot changes. Uh, I I think it was like 2007 where there was a, a PSA that was necessary that had like Lindsay Lohan in it about how it's bad to be to say gay negatively. Like that's that's like it, that was not a super long time ago, 2007. And, and that's around the time when there had to be PSAs to be like, you know what? It, it's not always cool to call things gay and, and, and mean that they're bad, you know? Like, that's this. It's not like, you know, oh, this was the struggle in the 1980s, you know, during the height of the AIDS crisis and stuff like that. It's like, we've come an incredibly long way, and it's a beautiful thing, and people feel safer to talk about these kind of things and reveal themselves and have conversations about it, and because uh, they feel safer, that they'll start to, again, reveal parts of themselves that you may not have known before. That doesn't mean that there's, again, a social contagion, that all of a sudden there's, like, an influx in, in queerness, and queerness has directly impacted culture, and now the Oscars have gone exceptionally woke. Again, when anyone says, that Hollywood has gone woke. Hollywood is following markets. It's what, what they're doing. It's, it's the reason why they have lots and lots of people who are studying this to understand where exactly and how exactly do we release our movies to maximize profits globally. If you're going to spend half a billion dollars on a movie or two movies and they're going to be super awesome superhero movies, well, you got to make sure that this is going to play well in China. You got to make sure this is going to play differently, but well, in America. You got to make sure that this is going to play well in a lot of other countries. Uh, th this is why you are seeing a lot of these decisions. But in terms of the studios, the majority, you don't have to worry about this. They're still owned by white cis dudes. The vast, actually, in terms of ownership class, it's mostly white cis straight men who who run Hollywood. That's there's the conspiracy theory for you. You know, there's there's the real people who run all of Hollywood. It's it's white dudes. It's, it's mostly white dudes. They they still have most of the control. They, they they run the studios. They run they run a lot of the TV networks. They run the radio networks. They run the the executive branches of a lot of these. They're on the boards uh, of a lot of these. The CEOs, if you will. And yes, it's getting better than it was before. But still, the the vast majority that's that's who owns it. And in terms of wokeness, a lot of these movies are actually working in conjunction with the U.S. military to promote uh, the U.S. military industrial complex, such as the large film in America in 2022, which happened to be Top Gun. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a reason why Top Gun is the, the way Top Gun is, for sure. I'm sorry. It, it, 
Talk to us more about your morality, Hollywood. Yes, I want, I want to hear from Hollywoodites how to raise kids. That, that's definitely what, what I want to hear. Well, at the Oscars, they hand out prizes for diversity, but the next prize you win could be for actually participating in something fun. Not like I was like, he's doing an ad, but I wonder, where, where is he going with this? I'm so curious, Ben. He did give a, a quite wonderful speech last night. My journey started on a boat. Yeah, this is tender. I spent a year. Oh, I'm so happy to know that there is like there is a a human a humanity level that still rests within the worst bigots on the far right. Like even the worst people, at some level, they can be touched somewhere. There's, that means there's an entry point. That means there's somewhere where you could crack their hearts and finally make them realize you've been doing terrible things all this time. You know. You're in a refugee camp, and somehow, I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. Hell yeah. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. Yeah, that's, that's quite wonderful. That, that, that really is like a nice thing. <laughs> that's the weirdest way to recognize that. Was that, was that like your emotional heart turning on ever so slightly and then at that moment it's like nah, all right well okay i can't can't call that woke i mean by definition it's woke it is it is by definition woke it's extremely woke yeah they can they can have this one it's all right you get a pass hollywood um and i think that's why everybody was rooting for for k-head kwan uh the other aspects of sort of the diversity picks were for best actor a straight white male one but playing a, a gay white male, of course, uh, an overweight, oh, morbidly obese gay white male. That'd be Brendan Fraser in The Whale, who uh, who who won over. Do you see how concerned they all are with erasure, though? I was just like, uh, well, luckily, you know, I hate talking about identity politics all the time because that's what the liberals do. They're obsessed with identity politics. But luckily, a straight white male won. All right. So we got we got a straight white male winner. Oof. Those don't happen very often. So that's good. That's good. Unfortunately, we have a straight white male winning for playing a gay white male, which is a negative point, obviously, that on, on the woke score, on the wokeometer, uh, that obviously uh, wokeifies it slightly. Uh, but still, the fact that it was in IRL, uh, a straight white male means that, uh, you know, we've, we've got a little victory here, my friends. Austin Butler, who probably gave the best performance of the year as Elvis, really kind of inhabited Elvis. But Brendan Fraser won for The Whale. Uh, Michelle Yao. One best <laughs> really inhabited Elvis. I mean, he was he was very very good. I'm not going to try and take away from Elvis's performance, um, but I will say it was yet another one of those cases of just kind of like asshole fucking. Didn't he like demand that he he be Elvis for years beforehand, and his partner had to live with Elvis, and and it was just because he was just going so method with it and all that kind of stuff. And I can't speak to Brendan Fraser's by the way. I, I have yet to see the whale. I will be watching it. Yes, I have. I haven't watched it. Actress. Yet. She she is very good in everything everywhere all at once. Uh, the other person, but there, there was one person who just got kind of crapped upon uh, for even being nominated. That was Andrea Riseborough, who gives, a, I think, a better performance in to Leslie. But doesn't matter because, of course, diversity above all. Best Supporting Actress went to Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> big diversity. Speech, I say, for everything, everywhere. All diversity all. above now, all. Now, the, the big shutout here. And did, did you not know? Jamie Lee Curtis is white. Ben, you got a victory. Because apparently this is all just some weird-ass race uh, war that is going on. So, I mean, do you not, did you not want to mention that one? <laughs> it's worth noting here, the big shutout here is Top Gun. So Top Gun, I believe, did not win a single award. Did Top Gun win anything last night? Top Gun, it won How Best Sound. They? It won Best Sound. Which, it, okay. it won Most Profitable Film of the Year. It, it won in terms of movie-making profit. It's the most successful film 
so it by definition was the most successful film of 2022 globally. There's that. Okay, best sound. It did not win best production design. She's too woke. That's true, actually. You gotta. That's true. I I, I gotta give a shout out to the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis is the proud parent of a trans kid and is very open and uh, an advocate about trans rights. It did not win best film editing. It did not win. By, by the way, it certainly should have won best film editing. The notion that everything everywhere all at once won best film editing is absurd. Everything. Ever okay. Ben, I, I worked as a film editor. I got to be honest with you. There's obviously no way for us to ever truly quantify mathematically whether or not one film for one category or another is superior to another because, of course, art is in the beauty of the beholder. Uh, one person could make a film where it just films a piece of shit for two and a half hours. That's it. Static shot. One one take. And, and that's it. Roll credits. And the majority of people will probably say that was the most boring piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. And then one person may see that was the most glorious uh, theatrical and artistic experience I've ever had. So, yes... Art is in art, and the value of art is in the, the eye of the beholder. When it comes to technical ability to edit, however, I, I would simply posit that there are examples where editing can be and uh, at its most effective and its most beautiful, and other moments where it's obviously just an absolute and utter disaster train wreck, and that's what makes things not work or be cohesive or not have a flow or change your uh, direction of attention or your focus, uh, all that kind of stuff. And in the case of everything everywhere all at once, I do have to say. Most people who see that movie think that they had a special effects team of hundreds of people because that's how Marvel films are made. You have massive special effects teams. They oftentimes outsource to uh, companies in Vancouver who do all the special effects. I've worked with a lot of them before. Uh, and yeah, a lot of them handle very specific CGI sequences, uh, very specific uh, getting rid of, uh, you know, any any uh, potential uh, fault or error in shots and doing, uh, you know, continuity and stuff like that. They had a team of five, five Five people. That, that was it. That five people were doing all the special effects. So much of it is done through editing tricks. Like that shot you see, that really, really cool shot where she changes and goes like this and it changes through like five or six different timelines. That's just them lining that actress up and her doing a perfectly flawless performance and then changing the background. And that's just an editing trick. There's there's no special effects outside of jump cut editing there. And it's so seamless that it looks almost like something new, even though it isn't. There's no CGI. They didn't need to use CGI for stuff. And they do that all the time. In fact, a lot of the like traveling through space scenes that you see and stuff like that, that's just one of the two directors running through the streets of New York and them speeding up that shot. They did a lot of practical effects combined with doing what they could with a really teeny special effects team. But that's so cool. Because like we've been sold under uh, capitalism this idea that you need to have 400 person who are all doing the crunch working on this movie together projects like that. Like we, we've gotten that uh, and it, like they demonstrated, which was really cool, that like you can still make incredible looking films that look like they are massive action films if you're creative, if, if that's like, if creativity is leading it, if it's not just like, okay, so we're going to have the massive monster and then the blue beam and then thousands and thousands of its like minions uh, pop out of the beam and then everyone smashes into each other and that makes entire cities explode. But then like the wizard character will go like for frame and then like the whole cities will regenerate back into one and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's going to look crazy if you CGI all of that. But if you've got a creative team who's like, this is our vision, this is how we want to plot it out, this is how we're going to make it happen. And then you pull it off. Like that is that is a very difficult thing. It, like, just it, it's a, a technical feat beyond which I could not even begin to try and achieve that level of, of quality. Everywhere at once need to, needed to be edited with the chainsaw. But Top Gun Maverick won best. Uh, did not win best film editing. It did not win even best visual effects. That went to Avatar: The Way of Water. I think Olaimi wanted uh, Angela Bassett to win over Jamie. I'll be honest. 
Jamie Lee Curtis deserves an Academy Award for just being a lifelong legend. Her performance in that movie was not the best performance of anyone else in that category. And that wasn't even, like, Jamie Lee Curtis's best performance. She's great in it. She's awesome. Like it's like she does a great job. She's she's very entertaining. I would I can't imagine that movie without her playing that character. But in terms of all the people and all the like the villain of that movie did a better job in my opinion. The villain of that movie was absolutely sensational. Like that that was a, a, such an incredible uh performance. And again, it's something that would have been so easy to be silly and, and not be scary. And like to jump between a villain that is at one point absolutely hilarious and then in the next point devastatingly terrifying that's very difficult to do and, and then to jump between that and to just something completely absurd right like that's also super super difficult to pull off but again these are all just my opinions because uh, uh you know uh, art is subjective some people may have thought that it was the greatest performance that she ever gave some people may be incredibly happy about it this is a tactical mistake by hollywood because in five years nobody's gonna be watching everything everywhere all at once it's just not going to happen. It's going to be a movie like Birdman or The Revenant. You know, things were in the moment. People are like, oh, man, that's a great movie. And then no one ever watches it again. What? <laughs> I know the critics <laughs> fell in love with this movie. Again, I, I think I know the reasons why. But it is not, it's not, Top Gun was clearly the phenomenon of the year. The fact that there were so many people who were opposed to Top Gun was a quasi-political statement. It was sort of along the lines of this piece from MSNBC called Top Gun. First off, Top Gun was never going to win. Top Gun 2, I should say. But still, Top Gun was never going to win, like, Best Picture. It's it's in the same reason that they put superhero movies in. Uh, they put big action films into the Academy Awards now because that draws more eyeballs. That makes more people watch it, more interested. More fans of that franchise are going to show up hoping, like, oh, for my, my moment when you get the gold statue that validates all of us. Gun Maverick is the most insidious movie at the Oscars. This is from Zishan Alim. Who said that it is a? It's insane. Top Gun won best sound. I think it is very much design? in favor of the American war machine as a beacon of virtue and excitement. It's a poisonous kind of nostalgia. One that's like, like Top Gun was uh, incredibly uh, thrilling. I can't take that away. It's it's a very 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 good action film uh, in terms of the action sequences are all very good. Uh, the action sequences I thought were good enough that it distracted me completely from the fact that it's just unadulterated uh, American war machine propaganda. They don't even have the balls uh, uh, to uh, decry who they're fighting. You don't even know who the enemy is in that movie. And I think that was the same with the first one, right? You never know the, en the, the enemy. <sighs> Didn't have as much gaze the first one, though. Muggles love of endless war into a celebration of live action. I think that's, that, that is one of the kind of subtle reasons that Top Gun had to lose uh, because it was just, it was kind of too pro-America. I wasn't allowed to win. Uh, speaking of people who are not pro-America, one of the people who spoke last night was a guy named... By the way, like back in the day, Academy Award winning movies, they were all pro-America. <laughs> it would be like one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other, you know? <laughs> Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen is in John Wick 4. I'm not sure why Donnie Yen was, was speaking at the Oscars. Um, but as it turns out, Donnie Yen also is a front person for the uh, for the Chinese regime. What? <laughs> what? So, what the according what? to NME, uh, the, there's a petition that was actually set up against Donnie Yen doing this, set up by a Hong Kong activist who claimed the decision showed contempt for the people of Hong Kong and that Yen's presence would damage the image and reputation of the film industry. He had opposed the... Pro Mel Gibson goes to these things. What are you talking about? Mel Gibson, the, the guy who says to his ex that he wants them to be raped by a pack of N-words. That Mel Gibson, the, the, the one who talks about how Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. That Mel, racist-ass Mel Gibson. 
He's, he's gotten he's gone back to the Academy Awards. I I know he's a producer on Hacksaw Ridge, but like still the Hacksaw Ridge won. Like I mean, I I don't think Donnie Yen is going to embarrass the Academy. Fucking uh, what's his face? Roman Polanski won for the pianist. Post I have raped a thirteen year old and I have to leave so I don't get extradited to the United States. That Roman Polanski, I like the, the Academy can be embarrassed all it needs to be. I, I like Jesus. <laughs> For democracy protests in Hong Kong in 2019, he called it a riot. Uh, he he is he was known for starring in in the Ip Man series, which is a um a kind of kung fu series. He was in Rogue One. He's in, he's in the 2020 live action remake of Mulan. But he is in fact a frontman for for Chinese positions at the Oscars. Again, not particularly shocking that the the Oscars was perfectly fine featuring all of that. Overall, however. Pretty Wait, boring what? Oscars. Jimmy Kimmel kind of hemmed it in. He didn't get too political, which I think the Oscars needed to do. It's not going to revive the Oscars. Not that the Oscars is still a flagging enterprise by the numbers. It's still going down and down. That you and seem down to care a lot. Again, the reason it. for that is because the big movies are the ones. The only two that really did like amazing business last year were Top Gun and Avatar, and neither of them really cleaned up at all. All right, guys, the rest of the show is continuing right now. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be getting to. That makes sense. Movies are only really good by Ben's standards if they make lots of monies. Unless they're too woke, though. So, like, Star Wars, Disney stuff, Marvel stuff, that's that's all woke claptrap. But uh, the rest of it, if it makes lots of profit and it's about uh, the U.S. more machine, then it's super good. Then, it, then it's really good. Yeah. Do you enjoy the surfs but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free, just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice, we shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round table, Rachel K., Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arney, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Katie, Daniel Sutton, Jenna Tao, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot EXE, Brian Ephraim, Anthropophojack, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.